0: Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market and uh, Merry Christmas. You know, it's kind of, uh, we're, we're Christmas weekend. Hope you're enjoying your family, enjoying your time off. And uh, if you're tuning in, we're going to give you some year end real estate tips and advice to kind of prepare you for uh, 2022 to kind of wrap up uh, the final few days. Uh, that we have left of 2021 with uh, some real estate advice. If if you um, don't follow us on social media when we aren't on air, make sure to follow us there at the Duncan Duo Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, pretty much everywhere. We are at the Duncan Duo. I'm gonna do q and A Q&A session today, answer some questions from listeners, and give you guys some tips uh, to help you. And one of the very the, one of the most common questions we get right now is is the market gonna crash? That's one we get all the time. Is the real estate market going to crash? Um, I've talked about it a lot on the show before. Um, but is the real estate market going to crash someday? Yeah. I mean, it, it goes up. It comes down. That's just the reality of, of all markets. All markets are going to crash at some point. Is it happening anytime soon? No. Um, we have record low inventory. In order for a real estate market to take a dip, you have to have an increase in inventory and we just haven't seen that. We're still hovering at less than one month of inventory in the Tampa Bay area. Um, you know, to, to put it into perspective when our real estate market back in the mid two thousands struggled and then eventually crashed. We had 12 plus months of inventory, so we would need a 12x increase of number of available homes for sale in order for prices to start declining and softening with the amount of demand we have right now. It's estimated in Tampa Bay we have three to four buyers, so you know our, our for every home that sells, so we could easily, you know, handle you know four to five months of inventory right now with the current demand, and um and ultimately more than that uh, because some homes could sit on the market. So, so nonetheless, uh, is the market going to crash? No. Uh, record low inventory, record low interest rates, great job forecast, and just gobs of people moving to Tampa Bay. Are there parts of the country that are going to struggle real estate in 2022 or that are already doing so because they're losing population? Yes. Uh, is that happening in Tampa Bay, in Florida in general? No. Just population growth, low inventory, uh, job growth. Uh, So so many great things on the horizon for Tampa Bay that our real estate market just shows no signs of slowing down for for years to come. So if you're one of those people that's kind of sitting back in the sidelines saying, oh, this looks like, you know, 2005, it really doesn't. It doesn't look anything like it. Um, You know, there's, you know, while prices have risen, uh, the challenge then was that inventory kept rising, you know, builders had overproduced builders today have spent 10 years underproducing because of what happened in 2005. So today again just just low inventory, prices are going to keep rising, home sales are going to keep rising and um it, it we're, that's just the track that we're on um, in lieu of a natural disaster, uh you know, hurricane, some some major uh you know, catastrophic event, uh, our real estate market's going to continue climbing and a crash is nowhere in sight. Not even a slowdown is not anywhere in sight either. So Um, all great news for, uh, real estate in the Tampa Bay area for 2022. So another question we get asked a lot, you know, with the real estate market being so hot, why should I hire an agent? Um, you know, so why should you hire an agent in a hot real estate market? Uh, first and foremost, um, you know, the, the legal side of things I've seen lawsuits where home sellers have paid out hundreds of thousands of dollars or their insurance companies have, and it's completely wrecked their financial life because they didn't disclose something that they should have disclosed, that they didn't have proper representation, and they end up getting sued later on because of something they didn't do in the contract. The real estate contract, first off, it's you know 15 pages long in some instances, depending on the addendums that you use. Um, unless you're a lawyer and you properly understand it, you're going to need some help understanding. You're going to need some help you know, avoiding the pitfalls that come with uh the real estate contract and understanding what it all means. Unfortunately, a lot of people that aren't represented and some that are represented by bad agents don't read the contracts that they sign. They don't they just don't read anything. They just think, "Oh, I sold the house for $250,000 in a month I'm going to get $250,000." Way more complicated than that. So, avoiding those pitfalls that could cost you a lot of money, um, you know, years of experience and um and ultimately protection from making mistakes that can cost you Uh, Legally are major reasons that uh, that you should hire an agent. Another thing that that comes into play when you're hiring an agent um, and you're selling your house, you know, obviously all all of the details, but experience matters. No matter what it is that you do for a living, imagine that, um, you know, someone just had to come right off of the street, not having any training or background in it and do what you do every day. And and unfortunately, that's what a lot of people do, and it's why you know National Association of Realtors you know puts out statistics every year of homes that are sold for sale by owner, and on average, they sell for ten plus percent less than uh, retail than realtor represented. And I don't know if you've noticed, but real estate commissions are not ten plus percent. So people will avoid paying the real estate commission and think they're saving money, but in the end, they're losing money in negotiation and terms. And in process. So experience really does matter. The negotiation strategies really do matter. Now, are there people out there that can successfully sell their home by themselves? Yes. Um, If there's someone that is super business savvy, that's a great negotiator that has done a lot of real estate deals, maybe they were licensed in another area, or maybe they're a lawyer, and they can understand the contract. Are there situations where it might make sense? Yes. But the average person that does it, it ends up being a mistake that costs them a lot of money. The other problem is a lot of people Don't realize how important newness of market is for real estate. So they'll put their home on Zillow and say, hey, I'm going to put my home on the market by myself. And I'm going to put it out there for 90 days. And if it doesn't sell, then I'll hire an agent. The problem at that point is on a lot of the real estate listing syndication websites, you've now eaten up 90 days of being on the market. So when you do go on the market, the consumers out there look at it and say, what is wrong with this house? When all that was wrong with the house is that you hired yourself and you did a Johnny Handyman job on trying to sell your own house, and you did a terrible job, and now you've got to hire an actual professional, and they've got to argue with every single person that expresses interest in your house about why there's nothing wrong with it, even though it's been on the market for 90 or 100 days. So, you know, the the newness of market is everything in real estate. The newer it is to market, the better chance you have of getting um, a bidding war, getting max price, uh, getting it sold at all. And when you... You know, when you put it on the market and you eat up those days because you're testing the market or testing your ability to be a salesperson when you're when you're not by trade, um, you you really disadvantage yourself when you do finally hire a real estate agent and now they've they're up against the eight ball because they've got to fight that battle. So, uh, hiring an agent helps you prevent the, you know, time on market that you do and trying to to be your own real estate agent. I think the the last thing that I would say is getting a better price. Um, you know, when you're a real estate agent you've done hundreds of deals like the agents on our team have done and we've sold you know over $2 billion in real estate, uh, a massive amount of training experience, a num- number of transactions, they know how to negotiate. They know how to pit buyers against each other. The higher the price goes for the agent, the better it is for them and the better it is for you too. So agents are trained at how to uh, pit people against each other how to drive the price up on your home, how to get the best price possible, and a lot of times when you're a regular seller, you'll have an emotional attachment to someone, or you'll make a mistake and agree to accept an offer too soon. Far too often we have sellers when we're hi- when when we're working with them, even when they do have an agent, and they're wanting to accept that first offer that comes in. A lot of regular sellers do that. Sometimes it's an investor, sometimes it's an investor that wants to do an option contract and You know, tie up their house for 60 days while they try and flip it to somebody else, and the seller doesn't know how to find that, doesn't know what to read, doesn't know how to interpret that, and they lose money. Uh, Also, often the seller accepts the first offer from a regular buyer and it's too low. They could have waited and gotten another offer and pitted people against each other. So, if you want to maximize your value, you hire a professional. Um, You know, people that um, will sometimes say, "Well, it's too expensive. Uh, It's a lot more expensive when you try and do it yourself." and you don't know what you're doing. So um, again, uh, you know, more times than not, it's just gonna make more sense. You're gonna make more money, you're gonna have a smoother process. And that's the other side of it uh, that hiring an agent brings in. A great agent knows how to smooth out that process, knows how to navigate through all the steps of inspection and title and escrow, um, appraisals, all those pitfalls that can cause you to lose money or cause the transaction to fall apart entirely. An agent has experience Knows all the terms and conditions and the guidelines with the different lenders to work through, and that's just unfortunately something you can't learn on your own. So, can you sell your house by yourself? Yes. Are you going to leave money on the table? Probably. Um, and is it going to cost you more than you think? Yes. So, uh, so again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show here on WFLA News. When we aren't on air, make sure to follow us. Uh, we are at the Duncan Duo uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Snapchat. Uh, Another question we get a lot are, are, you know, how much are home prices going to go up in 2022? There's a lot of different economic indicators to talk about what's going to happen with home prices in 2022. Um, So I'm going to talk simply about the Tampa Bay area. Anytime you hear people say national home prices are going up, unfortunately, what a lot of people think is prices are going to go up everywhere. But it's just an average blended across a bunch of different areas. What really matters to you are our prices going to go up in Tampa. Uh, This year, neighborhoods uh, throughout Tampa Bay saw 10 plus percent appreciation, uh, 10 plus percent appreciation across the board. Some neighborhoods saw 15, some saw 20, some saw 25 percent. So we had considerable appreciation this year. That is going to continue into 2022 based on the data that I'm looking at. Now, it may not keep up. You know, we may not see 20%, maybe it's 17 or 18%. So the rate of appreciation may drop a little bit, but don't let a catchy news headline make you, you know, think the opposite is happening. A news agency, because they want eyes and because they want to sell to advertisers sometimes sometimes say things like home values, uh, home values are dropping or the pace of home value rises or decreasing. And all they're meaning to to do is to make you think that somehow now home prices aren't going up. When in reality they're still going up. They're maybe just not going up quite at the same pace. One of the biggest obstacles um, that that's causing uh, or that could cause that is just a lack of production. You know, not a lot of available homes. Builders can't keep up with demand. So if builders could keep up with demand, they could probably continue to you know drive prices up. More home buyers don't jump out of the market. Uh, a phenomenon we've seen a lot this year is uh, there's been a loss of home buyer demand because of home buyers not being able to find the home that they want or not being able to build it in a regular time frame, and they end up renting. So when that demand isn't met, that can sometimes eliminate real estate transactions, which in essence can can cause sales not to happen. Because what a lot of people don't understand is one real estate purchase typically is more like two or three. Because the seller that's selling to the, if that one deal gets eliminated, the seller that sold to that buyer also is going to go out and buy something. It's a trickle effect, and then the seller that sells to that buyer is going to go out and buy something. So when one transaction is eliminated, sometimes it can be a, a trickle that causes you know more than you act more uh, impact than you actually think. So we're going to be back. We're going to continue our conversation. Got a home? Got a question from somebody about buying a home in your 60s. So if you're someone um, that spits that demographic and you're going to buy a home. Uh, in 2022, we've got some tips for you after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. I'm Andrew Duncan, and I am solo here on our Christmas show. Hope you're enjoying your Christmas weekend with your family. And if you're if you're listening in to us, thank you for uh, for tuning in, man. You're a really committed listener. If you're tuning in on Christmas weekend, and you must really love real estate. Um, but um, but but got some tips for you if you're thinking about buying a home in your inner 60s. Um, you know, obviously, um, the real estate market has changed a lot. Technology has changed a lot. Um, and, and I think one um, important thing that people uh, in their 60s or in their retirement age need to think about when they're buying a home today is look to your future needs. Um, are you, um, you know, are you going to need you know, handicap accessible properties. Does the property have a lot of stairs? And while you can navigate them now, you have to think maybe five years down the line will that be a problem? Um, is the pool going to be a problem? Are you going to need a separate access for another family member to to you know at some point stay with you? Um, thinking about your future needs is something really important I think as you age. Um, no matter what age demographic you're in, as you age, your needs change. You know, I'm. Uh, 43 today, my needs are completely different than when I was in my 30s. When I'm in my 50s or 60s, my needs are going to be completely different then. So make sure you're thinking about your um, future needs. Another thing is um, a lot of people, when they get into their 60s and they retire, their their income drops. Um, Whether they're on a pension, whether they've got retirement income, um, whether they're on Social Security, whatever it is, um, with a drop in income, um, a lot of times people don't uh, factor in the need to to move to a smaller home. Smaller home is going to have smaller utilities, smaller taxes, lower insurance, lower maintenance. So consider a smaller home if you're someone that's that's entering retirement. Um, if that's something you're going to do, not just from the house payment perspective, but from all the ancillaries that come along with it. Because a smaller home than you're in now is going to mean you know lower dollars for utilities. Another thing that that um that um. Runs into, um, you know, that, that people in their 60s run into that, that sometimes a smaller home can make more sense for, a little bit easier to maintain. Um, I think it's no secret as we age, um, it becomes a little bit harder to do, um, you know, common tasks or housework things you might have to hire out. So if you have a smaller home or a smaller property, it's going to be easier for you to maintain. It's going to be easier for you to get around. It's also going to be easier for you to make modifications to the property that um that you might need in your 70s or your eighties that you you know you may not need yet. So a smaller home um is something that I think um you know comes into play. Another thing that that um another statistic that that you know I saw recently um, people tend to to move every five to eight years um you know in, in most age demographics. So if you're in your 30s, your forties or 50s, it seems like you move every five to eight years. As you age, people stay in their houses longer. So, so instead of thinking, you know, when you're going to move into this house in your 60s that you might only be there for five years because that's been the pace of most of the rest of your life, you may be in it 10 or 15 years. So so making sure, like I mentioned before, that you're looking to your future needs, but also that you're, um, you know, considering, um, you know, you're considering all the steps that come along and, and considering a smaller home. Uh, think about the timing of, uh, of your, um, you know, transaction. Um, a, a lot of people, you know, that have bought and sold real estate in the past, um, that that have maybe lived in their home for a little while, don't understand how accelerated today's real estate market is. You need to be prepared that someone may want to buy your home and move into it in 30 days, and you know you need to communicate to your agent if that isn't possible for you, if you want more time, um, if you need more time to to get things prepared, if you need more time to move. Uh, the timing really matters. Communicate that to your agent so that, you know, someone isn't trying to move you out of your home too quickly so that you can properly, you know, find another property if you're selling, um, you know, if you're selling your existing home. And the same goes for selling your home. You know, it's going to go fast. And the, the person you're purchasing a home for is probably going to desire a quicker transaction that you've experienced in the past if it's been a while that you've done a real estate transaction. Um, having fun in your home quest. Uh, I think is also also important no matter your age, but um, you know use it as a as a process to learn and and have fun. Um, technology plays a major part in uh, real estate transactions today. I think it's super important for you as a as a consumer to pick a real estate agent that you feel comfortable with, that communicates with you in the way that you want to be communicated and uses technology that you want them to use and you're comfortable with. I have customers that say, I don't want you to text me. I don't ever want to get a text. I don't even know how to use my phone. I just want you to call me. So make sure you're communicating that, that, you know, that, that if you don't want someone to send you, you know, hyperlinks or FaceTime or, you know, confusing technology to use, communicate that with them and, and, you know, work with an agent that can adapt and, you know, help you. Maybe if that means they're just calling you when when you want an update. Whatever that is, make sure you're explaining, you know, your comfortability. And look, there are a lot of people at that retirement age that have, you know, grown with technology and, and, you know, are completely comfortable with it. And there's some that have been, you know, you know, like my parents, for example, you know, my dad up until his passing still had a flip phone. You know, he did not want to advance. He was, you know, set in his ways, didn't want to move forward with new technology. So just communicate that with your agent, because there are a lot of agents. The real estate agent population has gotten younger. There are a lot of them that may not even know how to call you. So you got to make sure to communicate that um, so they're not just relying on text message and email communication to uh, to keep you updated on the home buying process. So uh, we're going to continue uh, the conversation about the Tampa Bay real estate market here on our Christmas show after a quick break here on WFLA News. We're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Andrew Duncan here. And, uh, the first couple segments of the show, we were talking, uh, Q and A's, uh, questions from customers about what's happening with the real estate market, uh, what's happening with home values. Um, you know, if you're in your sixties and you're thinking about buying a home, so if you missed it, make sure to go to our website or follow us on our show on all of our socials. We'll have videos and uh, segments from the podcast for you so that uh, you can get an update. If you missed any of our segments, um, what I want to talk about next, and this is, um, there's a certain part of the audience right now that is thinking about buying a home next year. And whether that is um, whether, you know, you're looking to sell your home and buy another, whether you're you know buying for the first time, buying for the first time in a long time, buying in a new area. Um, I met with one of the uh, largest property management uh, companies in Tampa Bay uh, last week. And what they told me was they, they have a mat. And I think this is no secret to, to anyone really paying attention. They've had a massive influx of tenants from people from other parts of the country. So a lot of people that are moving here, they're not quite ready to buy. They want to rent something for a year so they can figure out the areas and get comfortable and know where they really want to live. So it's a really common tactic. And so, you know, if you're one of those people, you know, here's here some tips for you in terms of um, things to prepare yourself for home ownership in 2022. The very first thing I want to talk about is your credit score. Look, it's super easy to get your credit score today. Uh, You know, there's free credit monitoring in a lot of ways. You get a free credit report from the National Credit Report thing. So so there's a lot of different ways you can do this. But running your credit and knowing kind of where you stand is super important. Um, If your score is 680 or above, you're probably in a really good place for approval. Again, depending on how much you're looking to get approved for and what income you have that's provable. Um, But credit score 680 or above is good. Um, you know, the, the higher, the better, if you're in the 700s, you're probably going to get the best rates on the market. Um, if you're below that, you could pay a little bit higher of a rate. So you can do some things now to improve your credit. Um, a a lot of times people don't have any credit. You need to have some trade lines. You need to have, have, have had opened a, a, a. uh, credit card, you need to have paid off, you paid on a car. Um, if you have no credit at all, even if you have great income, you could have some obstacles. So you need to have, at least have established some credit. But looking at your credit report will help you understand, you know, how many, you know, how many access, you know, how many trade lines do you have? How many things do you owe money on? How many things have you paid off? How many times have you paid late? Um, how many times have you been taken to collection? How many times have you, um, You know, had disputes, you know, all all these types of things are important. So when you pull your credit, it'll help you know, do you need to do some things now with your credit to improve it? Uh, Any great mortgage lender can help you with that. We obviously have cross-country mortgage uh, on our show regularly. Uh, Mike Corrigan, uh, CCM Tampa Bay on all the socials. They're always on the show with us talking about this. So pull your credit and look at it. Do you have stuff that's wrong? Uh, you know, very high percentage of credit reports have stuff that isn't accurate. That that isn't your credit account. That it, a collection that was paid off, uh, an amount on a credit, um, you know, balance or credit line that's wrong. So make sure you look it over and, and and that it's accurate, especially if it's in that area where if you improve it, it'll save you money. Um, another thing you can do um, by looking at and understanding your credit report with a great lender is pay certain things off or get certain credit limits increased. So sometimes your debt to income ratio could improve. Let's say, for example, you have a credit card with a $10,000 credit limit and you know you regularly keep a five dollars or $6,000 balance on it. That doesn't look great sometimes if you utilize too much of that credit. Uh, you know, available, that doesn't look good to a lender. They could think that's a red flag. So you can say, hey, I want to increase the credit limit on this card. So you're utilizing less of it. Um, so, so having those available trade, line, trade lines, having them below, uh, you know, too much utilization, increasing your available credit while, um, you know, while not, um, you know, overusing it. I'll have people say, well, I don't want to run my credit because I don't want to hurt my score. Um, but, but then they run the credit when it's time to buy and find out there's a problem. You need to run your credit. It's not going to hurt your score as much as you think it is. You're probably going to find ways to improve your score more than the few point ding you might hit, uh, by running your credit ahead of time. And by the time you finally buy that credit ding of you running the report or running your credits, probably off there. Um, another important thing about buying a home, um, having the down payment available. So um, you know if you're selling your home and you know you have equity and you're gonna have the down payment available, great. Um, the more down payment you have up to 20%, the more it can save you because you have private mortgage insurance for less than 20%. Again, that's on a conventional mortgage. the VA or an FHA loan, some of those things are going to be a little bit different. VA loans you know you can have no money down and it's it's not going it's not going to impact you from um, from increased costs per se other than just a higher payment because you're taking more debt. However, uh, saving for that down payment, sourcing the down payment. Um, a lot of people don't know you can get a gift for a down payment. You can have a family member. So if, um, you've got a family member going to give you something really nice for Christmas, maybe they can give you money for your down payment. So you can source the down payment from anywhere. Um, you know, there are loans out there available with as little as no money down to 3%, 5%, 10%, 20%. When you pay 20%, you're, you're eliminating private mortgage insurance. Um, which is uh, something a lot of people strive to do, but but it isn't necessary. Um, private mortgage insurance is cheaper than it's ever been because the real estate market is more stable. Uh, there's less need for the insurance. There's less fear of a default. So, um, you know, so making sure you're saving for that down payment, that you're you know setting things up now. Um, I mentioned before about having um, you know increasing uh, credit lines. That also comes into play with you know increasing debt. Um, If you're someone that's going to go out and buy a lot of furniture, buy a brand new car before you buy a house, uh, those should be things you talk to your mortgage lender about. A lot of people make the mistake of running their credit and saying, oh, everything looks great. I can buy a house. Then they go buy a new car or they go get furniture at Rooms to Go, 0% interest during the holidays, and then they find out they can't qualify for as much home as they want because they took on too much debt. So if you're going to buy a home in 2022, be cautious, extremely cautious about taking on any debt and make sure to talk to your mortgage lender. You only have a few days left for this last tactic if you're self-employed or own your own business um, and you write off a lot of expenses. Look, it's very common in America. You're a business owner. You're going to have deductions. Um, If you have too many deductions, your provable income may be too low to be able to qualify. So talk to a mortgage lender uh, before you make certain adjustments. Uh, before you write off certain things, there could be stuff you would need to do this calendar year. Now, again, your taxes aren't going to be due till next year. So there's always adjustments you can make and things you could decide not to write off. But there are things that you may need to do during the calendar year. So, again, you only got a few days left for this. Call your mortgage lender if you're thinking about buying in 2022. Call Cross Country Mortgage and say, hey, I'm thinking about buying a house in 2022. Here's what I got going on. Can I do this? What should I do? Help, the, help you know, let, let them help you plan a little bit. It could mean a big difference in your interest rate and your ability to buy. I've seen people that are self-employed uh, that are millionaires, but they write off so much stuff that it is extremely hard for them to qualify for a mortgage because of all the deductions they take. So if you are if you can't buy the house cash and you're going to have to get a mortgage, do the work ahead of time, talk to a mortgage professional, have them communicate with your CPA and uh, get on the same page so that you're making the proper financial steps to be able to prove do you have income? And that's a, a point that I think, um, you know, when I talked earlier about the market um, and how hot it is, um, a lot of people have a concern. Oh, it's so much easier to get a mortgage today, and or, or you know, and and while it is than it was a few months ago, uh, it's still challenging in a lot of ways. There's, you know, there there are very few opportunities for people to get what we call the liar loans, where you're stating what you make and the bank is trusting you and just giving you a loan. Those are the loans that were available back in two thousand five that went bust. You had somebody that you know that was applying for four different loans at once. They didn't have to prove income; they just had to show good credit, and they could go out and buy a bunch of houses and speculate and flip them and and make money. Um, that isn't that just isn't possible today. Um, there's way too many checks and balances. But proving your income is incredibly important lenders today are going to look at every aspect of your financial life. They're going to want to see your bank statements. They're going to want to see your stock accounts. They're going to want to see everything that you have going on to be able to prove that you make the income that you say that you're going to make. And they rely on taxes a lot. So if you tell your lender, "Hey, I make $250,000 a year." And they look at your taxes and you made 80 grand on your taxes, you made 80 grand. You didn't make 250 grand. So you have to be able to prove the income that you're wanting to qualify on. Now they can A good lender can make some creative adjustments for things that you write off, um, things that aren't actual uh, money out the door, more like depreciation things or deductions. Um, But um, depending on what expenses you write off, it could be the difference between you qualifying or not qualifying in uh, 2022. One of the last tips that I'll give you on buying a home in 2022, um, way too many people get caught up in the moment when they decide to buy they don't they don't prepare in advance and they decide you know what i'm going to buy and they get out there and they start looking and they buy the wrong house okay i don't want you to buy the wrong house in 2022 we need to buy the right house so before you're really ready to buy okay start checking out neighborhoods and areas start looking into schools because here's what happens okay and i'm not i'm going to i'm going to say this because i'm going to say men and women do this okay in my experience it has it has been uh, my my wife my ex my soon to be ex-wife that has done this walk into a house you love it and you buy it because you know you're caught up in the excitement of the house and maybe it's you know you later on find out that the commute was too long or that you didn't like the neighborhood or that it was um, you know a little rough or, or whatever it is. So what I would say is ahead of time um, drive the neighborhood okay? drive to your office, drive to the areas you like to go to measure the commute. Okay. Um, another one that I've seen that, that is a huge mistake. Okay. Um, you got a big truck and you buy a house and your truck doesn't fit in the garage. Okay. Like measure stuff, prepare, like figure out, you know, what works for you, what doesn't, what's important to you, but the commute time is, is crucially important. So drive to and from talk to some of the neighbors, Google the neighborhood. Okay. This is especially important if it's a condo because you'll find out if the HOA is a, um, you know, fun to deal with, not fun to deal with, run by a bunch of idiots or run by people to know what they're doing. So Google the neighborhood that you want to live in, um, Google the house address, um, there are some things that are deal breakers for people. Okay. In the real estate purchase process, there are things like if someone dies in the house that don't have to be disclosed. If the house might've, you know, ever been thought of being haunted. If the house could have had some sort of major catastrophe or had a criminal living in it or whatever it is google the address of the house and sometimes you'll find news articles that you know tell you things that you decide are a deal breaker for you so um you know google the neighborhood google the address um you know learn about the neighborhood learn the commute um, and figure out and determine whether or not that neighborhood or area um, will work for you and also look at the commercial development around it and around the property. A lot of people will buy a house with three vacant lots next to it, okay, and then complain a year later when construction is nonstop around their house, okay? Pay attention to that. You're going to have to deal with that. If you're buying a home next to vacant lots, guess what? They're not going to be vacant for long in Tampa. Someone's going to be building on those homes. So just, again, do your homework. Pay attention. Don't get caught up in the moment. And uh, that'll help you be more successful in your real estate purchase in 2022. So we'll be back with our last, our last segment after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. If you've been driving around Tampa for any amount of time and paying attention to real estate markets, you see the bandit signs on the street saying, I will buy your house for cash. Well, I just want to uh, let you know I will too, and I'll probably pay more. Uh, but, but the reality is, is that a hot real estate market brings out a lot of real estate investors called wholesalers. And they provide a valuable service. Um, you know, I've worked with a lot of them. Uh, oftentimes, it can be a great path for you to sell your home uh, quickly. Um, you know, we offer an instant cash program too. Um, obviously, backed up by you know our ability to buy and buy quickly, uh, more quickly than um, all the other national hedge fund buyers, and we're more flexible. Than um, all the other national, we've, we've let people stay in their homes, rent them back, delay closings. Um, a lot of the larger hedge fund or corporate institutions are very set in stone with what they'll buy. They won't buy certain things. We'll, we'll buy anything. Again, the numbers have to make sense for us. But if you decide to sell your home or put your home on the market, you're inevitably going to get contacted by people that want to make money on your house. That isn't such a bad thing. Look, we're in America, land of the free, home of the brave, and home of capitalism. So people wanting to make money is not uncommon. However, there's some pitfalls that you want to avoid if you're thinking about working with a wholesaler. A wholesaler wants to buy your home and make a profit. Now, if they're going to buy your home and close on it and you fully understand that they're going to make a profit, okay. But what a lot of wholesalers do in the contract language that people aren't prepared for is they tie your, contract, your, your home up with what's called an assignable contract. So they say, hey, Mr. Seller, Um, And this is where hiring real estate agent comes in because uh, so many home sellers that go on the market, they get duped and think, oh yeah, I'll give him 30 or 60 days. But you don't realize you're eating up days on market for somebody that doesn't actually have the capital to buy your home. And all they're doing is taking a piece of paper and hustling that piece of paper to try and get somebody to give them money to take over the option to purchase your house. Okay. So um, if you're selling to someone like that, um, you could get taken advantage of. You could have them walk away. You could have them especially because most of them put down very low escrow deposits. They, they walk over a $500 or $1,000 loss. Is Was $500 or $1,000 really worth it for you to put your home on the market and take it off for 60 days? Lose days on market, lose potential buyers? No, definitely not. But a lot of people don't realize it. A smooth-talking, fast-talking, salt wholesaling real estate agent can tie your house up for $500 or $1,000. All the while, your house is eating up days on market if you've advertised it anywhere. And if it doesn't sell and doesn't close, now you have a stigma. People are going to say, what's wrong with the house? When all that was wrong was you should have hired an agent and you should have really read the fine details of the contract about assignability. Because what happens, they say, hey, I'll give you this. I'll give you the price. And I'm going to put up $500 or $1,000. And the contract says that they can sell the contract to somebody else for a profit. So they find some, you know, other investor that will pay them $5,000. And now that investor is going to actually be the person that closes on your house. When you're, when you hire real estate agents, real estate agents is going to find those end user buyers at the maximum price you can get. But the wholesaler can tie your house up with no intention of actually closing on it. And in many instances, they don't even have the money to close on it. They're simply gambling. They're rolling the dice that they can hustle and find a, a buyer for your house. And look, I've bought homes from home sailors. They provide a valuable service. A lot of wholesalers aren't doing assignable contracts. There are plenty of wholesalers that'll straight up. I have great reputations. There's some really solid ones. They'll straight up just buy your house, no matter the condition, the stuff that hedge funds won't buy, beat up houses, destroyed houses. And I'll buy them too, you know, because that, that's what I do. But, but we don't, we don't wholesale. If we buy it, we fix it up, renovate it and resell it. It's just my my business plan and what I choose to do. We we don't um, you know we don't flip paper at my company. We if we're buying someone's home, we're showing them. Yes, we have the money to buy it, and we're closing on it. Period. But there are people out there that will do this, and it and it and, and again, so many home sellers see the I'll buy your house and the signs on the corner, you know, all over Tampa. I'll buy your house for cash. A lot of them really don't have the cash to buy your house. They're just simply signing you up so that they can gamble and try and find somebody else that will buy your house for cash for more than what they have on the contract so that they can make a quick profit and then move on to the next deal. So um, very common out there in a hot real estate market, definitely something to pay attention to. If you ever have a question, um, you know, about whether or not a, you know, you, you want to do a wholesale deal or a deal that's been proposed to you. Now, look, we can't give contractual advice, so I can't look at a contract. I'm not an attorney, but if you have someone that's proposed something to you and you want to know, Hey, the pros or cons of it. and, And if it can be beat, we'd love the opportunity. We we match or beat offers all the time and we'll actually close on houses. Um you know, we we close on, you know, multiple homes every single month. We buy them cash and no financing. So you can hit us up at DuncanDuo.com for an instant cash offer. If you want an instant cash offer and you don't want to hit us up on our website, you can always you know, call us or text us 813-359-8990 or you can send us a message through social media. We can give you advice there as well if you've got someone that's approaching you and you're thinking about doing the deal. Again, we don't want to see your contract because we're not going to give you legal advice. But if you have the structure of a deal and someone has said, hey, they'll give you this and here's kind of what they're offering, um, you know, we can look and see if we can beat it. A lot of times we can. Uh, The reason I think a lot of times I can pay more than someone else because I have multiple ways to financially benefit from the sale or purchase of a property. I own a title company. I own a real estate company. We get people that call off of those homes that we're looking to sell that we sell something else. A wholesaler or a regular flipper doesn't have those things set up. so their margins may not provide for that. So a lot of times if someone wants an instant cash offer, um, we can do better than other companies because of those extra revenue pillars where we have a little bit more flexibility um, you know, to provide value for the home seller. So anyway, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I know it's Christmas weekend. Uh, I hope you have an awesome uh, time with your family. I hope you enjoy Christmas. Hope you have a merry, uh, merry Christmas and a happy new year. Or have already had a merry, merry Christmas since you're listening to us the day after. But I'm sure many of the Christmas festivities are continuing for you through the weekend. And uh, we hope you have an awesome rest of your weekend and a happy new year, Tampa Bay.